0: Marxism is a social, political, and economic philosophy named after Karl Marx, and established by the works of both Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels, two 19th century German philosophers. First things first, Marxism is operated under dialectic uh, materialism, and what that means is it acknowledges that it is more likely that a person's mindset is affected by their status in society rather than, you know, their mindset causing their uh, position in society. And it also understands that each event in history is connected and you have to look at things as in sort of a bigger picture, you know, you have to understand that an event is not completely isolated from the events that happened before or after it and that there are residual effects from Past events and that any event can have an effect for decades, even centuries to come. Next, you have to understand the two um, parties that uh, Marxism and communism uh, talk about very often. First one is the working class or the proletariat, and the capitalists or the bourgeoisie. So what the proletariat is, is it is defined as a class in society which lives entirely from the sale of its labor. Which means it, that the proletariat are basically the people with the skills necessary to turn raw materials into valuable commodities. Whereas the capital capitalists, or the bourgeoisie, are the people who own the building, the materials, the factories, uh, everything that's necessary for this uh, conversion of raw materials to commodities to happen. And basically the proletariat have to work underneath the capitalists in order to uh, get any sort of profit from their labor. And you can sort of see already how these sorts of ideas and philosophies have affected the way we manage human resources because it acknowledges and points out the fact that there is an imbalance between these two parties that is that if one is in the green then the other is in the red and if one is in the red then, uh, and, one, and if the other one is in the green the other one is in the red. Now what that means is there's not really a clear way for both the proletariat and the bourgeoisie to uh, prosper if they are to remain in those two classes, two parties. Um, basically, the goal of the capital is to make as much money as possible from, the, from their workers, from the working party, who are dependent on them to use their materials, their buildings, their, the means of production, basically. Now, if the capitalist was to continue to um, make that much money, to make all that money, and to use that wealth to keep the means of production to themselves, uh, then that would only be achieved through mistreating their workers by not paying them uh, enough due for their labor. Now, on the other hand, if the working party, if the proletariat, were to actually be treated well and were paid accordingly to the amount of labor that they put in, then the capital would no longer hold that sort of um, wealth advantage over them and therefore the capitalists wouldn't even, you know, be capitalists anymore. You see, Marx wrote this at the turn, at the beginning, sort of, of the Industrial Revolution and he saw firsthand how many um, people were starting to become this new class, the class of the proletariat, because of the machines that were now owned by the wealthy, uh, and how the wealthy then treated their workers as more disposable now that they had these new machines that could do a lot of work. And this theory, uh, these uh, theories that Marx And Engels proposed would become a very big part of human resource management. Another sort of um, thing that Marx has proposed is alienation. So by virtue of the bourgeoisie not treating their uh, employees, the proletariat, well and not giving them enough due for their work, then they experience the working class, they experience what's known as alienation. Alienation from the products that they create, as well as alienation from other people. Because in this uh, state of having two classes, the working class and the capitalists, then there is a lot of uh, competition involved. These workers have to compete to uh, get the highest ranked, get the most pay in a system that, you know, does not benefit them. And this sort of competition can really, you know, alienate them from other people. And, uh, you know, it's due to the amount of uh, individuality there is there. Because by focusing more on competition and not enough on association or cooperation, then uh, it causes these uh, workers to, uh, first of all, uh, treat other people as less because obviously they are working to keep themselves afloat, and it also alienates these workers from their own products because at this point, producing these products is literally only to keep themselves alive and not in a sort of um, motivated endeavor from the person themselves to create a product that they think will become useful. It's easy to see how these sorts of theories can have held up to this day, especially uh, when it comes to uh, retail workers, fast food workers, who are probably underpaid and also feel unappreciative and also don't exactly have much love for what they do because of this system that they have been put in. And because people can identify with um, Marxist theories, then it has caused a lot of Marxists after him to continue uh, building and developing the philosophy of both uh, Marxist philosophy and also communist theory. Now what effects does Marxism have on real real world things that we can see in human resource management today? Now, one of those things is in unions. So, a union is basically a party uh, uh, that consists of people in the working class and the goal of this party is to uh, be able to communicate with their employers and to get the wants of the majority of the uh, party uh, heard and eventually, hopefully, uh, fulfilled. These types of unions are what regulate work hours, what regulate um, a lot of other things in, well, the way a business is able to proceed. Now the very philosophy of Marxism itself can be attributed to one of the reasons unions ever were formed because obviously Marxism um, and communism it it points out the way that workers are mistreated and the purpose of unions are to, um, you know, lessen and lessen uh, those mistreatments that come from the system that they are, you know, inherently a part of. Now another real-life way that Marxism has affected human resource management is in the concept of class consciousness. Now class consciousness is basically a state at which the worker is aware of their position in uh, this uh, in a capitalist society and aware of how they are mistreated by the people they work under. Now we can see this in a lot of uh, young younger people in places who are in late capitalism like America for example. A lot of younger people are now starting to Learn a bit more about Marx and starting to understand uh, why exactly uh, they feel the way they feel about certain things. Like, like I said, for example, um, working a, like a, a minimum wage job, like at McDonald's or something, because in that way, you sort when you work a job like that, you sort of understand what Marx is talking about. Uh, when he means uh, the working class is alienated from their product and alienated from the work itself because of how little uh, they are paid in compensation for it. Which is what most fast workers feel like about working long hours and you know dealing with um, annoying customers and still being paid a minimum wage. This class consciousness is important, especially right now in an age uh, where information can be sent anywhere at a very fast time. The fact that more and more people know about this sort of system that they work under is key uh, to eventually finding a way to fix the problems in this system. And again, because Marxism is in essence a very critical philosophy, this leads them to, uh, you know, reflect and assess on the systems in place in, you know, their own uh, economic systems, and you know try to question uh, what systems are unfair and what systems need reform. So overall, the way Marxism has affected the management of human resources is basically in giving the proletariat a consciousness, class consciousness, in which they understand how they're being mistreated, and also um, this consciousness of how they're being mistreated has led to systems such as unions that help alleviate the unfairness Capitalist society. Now that we've uh, discussed how Marxism as a philosophy has affected, you know, human resources management, I'd like to talk a little bit more about how it has affected natural resource management. Now, Marxism is is a very, you know, centralized uh, sort of theory. It 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 promotes. It pushes for a more centralized version of, uh, you know, an economic systems, mostly because uh, this sort of scattered uh, way of economic management so far, you know, in capitalism, that just involves a lot of different parties that compete both uh, for. Um, The working class who are trying to get employed and trying to get the best place that they can in uh, this system, Uh, as well as the um, employers, the capitalists, who are trying to compete with other capitalists to get as much capital, as much profit and money as they possibly can. Now, as much as nowadays people tend to think People tend to say that um, this form of capitalism, it promotes, you know, creativity because in order to you know, survive in this climate, you have to be creative. You, know, you have to look for a different uh, way of making money than everyone else if you want to get some sort of edge over everyone. Now, What does this uh, have to do with how we manage natural resources? Because of how scattered all of these uh, companies who produce things are, you know, it means that they are consuming a lot more than is needed. If there are like 20 brands of potato chips in the store, it, you can't really expect um, a focused like um, centralized amount that they make you know, because they know that this amount is needed. They just make that amount in order to fill a quota, in order to make money. Now, again, I've mentioned before that capitalism operates with um, competition, whereas communism uh, from Render Marxism is, you know, it, it tries to promote more of a cooperative system. And I think this can be a much more um, effective way of, you know, um, utilizing natural resources, especially because with the competitive nature of produce, uh, producers right now, you know, it's going on every different direction, whereas having a more centralized system that, you know, takes into account how much is needed, you know, it, I think it'll be better to, you know, regulate. How much, you know, natural resources are consumed in order to fill this particular uh, area of need? How much is needed to consume that particular area of need? And this can only be achieved if we um, cooperate rather than uh, compete. And again, this is probably also very good to mention right now uh, that uh, this method of uh, centralizing and you know, um, sorting out our resources in a very, you know, uh, comprehensive way, will also hopefully be able to take countries with a surplus of food and, you know, better allocate those resources to countries who have a need for food, you know, and, you know, that this, this way of managing natural resources will... Not only um, curb overconsumption, it will also, you know, more effectively spread out those resources that we do need uh, among the right people. So overall, Marxism and you know communism—it's a very wide theory. It's a very wide um, school of thought. Up till now, there's not actually like one specific school of thought for Marxism, although a lot of them agree on a few of the basic principles. And I think that by applying Marxism to the current systems that we are under, it can really improve uh, you know, the livelihood of the workers you know, by evening out the playing field, so to speak, between the capitalists and the working class. And aside from helping in that manage in that uh, management of human resources, it can also help in managing natural resources because of the more centralized and focused way of um, producing commodities from uh, raw materials in such a way that it does not overconsume, and the products actually get to where they need to be.